Words matter. They can change the course of your day. Just listen. You are brave. You are stronger than you think. You have value, worth, and dignity. Don't you feel better already? Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. Join author and board-certified life coach Janelle Reardon as she opens a very important conversation about the power of our words. Hello and welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I am Janelle, your host for this very special edition of our podcast. It's been a while since we've been together, but with everything that's going on with the COVID-19 pandemic, I felt it imperative to connect with you, my community, and just talk and work some things out. And as a result of all that's been going on and all the new phrases we're having to learn and all the new normal of life that it, it brought me back to about five years ago when I was going through my own personal crisis. And I talked about it yesterday on our Resilience podcast, season three, episode one. And a study that I did on the word remarkable. I, I Sometimes I don't remember where these studies come or where they they call me to, to them, but I started studying the word remarkable, and it means to be remembered, to be worthy of notice, noteworthy. And as with any definition, I like to look at the words, the words within the words. And so when we look at to be worthy of notice, worthy in my study and in this self-study, this small little e-course, I point to knowing our worth and our dignity in Christ. That when we know our value, our worth, and our dignity in Christ, in our Creator, the God who created us, and when we look at the word notice, that points to the value of our voice. This is how I framed it. So to be remarkable in light of the work that I studied and in what I created in this time period was to be worthy of notice is to be worthy to know that I have value, worth, and dignity in my identity in Christ. He created me with value, worth, and dignity. I don't have to look anywhere else outside of myself. I know that in my core, I have value, worth, and dignity. And notice to me, to be worthy of notice, meant that I have value and therefore I have a voice in this world. So what I have to say, give, do, be in this world is of importance. It's remarkable. I'm worthy of notice because God created me with capacities and potential and purpose and passions and gifts and talents to offer to the world and that starts in my sphere of influence, which actually starts inside of my own heart. Each of us has been given a voice that the world needs to hear, and I would add now more than ever. As we learn how to use this God-given voice and we grow our own remarkable capacities and potential, we will then become a radiant presence in the lives of everyone in our spheres of influence. So that just breaks down this remarkable this word that had such an impact on me and so through this study I developed something called remarkability 
And I created this definition that remarkability is the, def is the development of personal value, the enlargement of capacity and potential, which ultimately leads to the empowerment of intentional living and significant influence. We all have a sphere of influence. Some of us, it might be two people, some five, some 50, some 5,000, some 5 million. But we all live in spheres and we have people that we touch. And when we also look at the word remarkable, yesterday we talked about the prefix re and the prefix re means again and again. So what are we remarking in our life? And able, remark able, is, is we've been gifted with things that we have to offer. So I asked you to think about what are you remarking in your life? And I went through a host of things. So I hope that you had some time to just let that ruminate in your brain and think about what it is that you're remarking and what adjustments or what changes you would like to make so that you are remarking a positive, healthy gifts and talents and behaviors and communication skills into your sphere. I talked about if we live to the remarkable age of 90 that, you know, we have a capacity of living about 32,850 days. And each of these days can be a remarkable experience, an opportunity to greatly affect our spheres of influence. And I believe there are three proven secrets for becoming the women and the men that God breathed his life in us to become. And I believe they are rest, resilience, and radiance, the three R's. Yes, the three R's. I believe that a heart that is at rest is a heart at its best. And so yesterday we went through resilience and we talked about the threefold cord of resilience. Resilience being that ability to bounce back in a positive manner from very difficult circumstances. Well, that's where we are right now, isn't it? We are finding ourselves in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic. It is a new normal. We've not lived this way, most of us. We've never experienced anything that has required us to self-quarantine, self-observe, panic shop. Uh, not to this level. We've had 911, which was tragic and life-changing and changed the face of the world and travel. We have had Ebola. We have had SARS. We have had many Many hard, difficult, you know, hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, so many global issues, but this is of a different magnitude. And so I just believe that we have a prime opportunity to develop remarkable qualities and be remarkable human beings and not just human doings in our spheres of influence. Spiritual resilience, on the other hand, is that ability to bounce back, yes, in a positive manner from difficult situations, but also with a deeper understanding of God and of ourselves. So spiritual resilience, as Robert J. Wick so beautifully writes about in his small, beautiful book, is that ability to bounce back, yes, in a positive manner, yes, from difficult circumstances, but to, we bounce back with a deeper understanding, a deeper knowledge of who we are, and a deeper knowledge of who God is. So isn't one of the first questions, I was asked it today actually, 
is this of God or of Satan? I mean, is Satan making this happen? Is the devil making this happen? Is, is who? Is God making it happen? You know, it's just that agent, ancient, age-old question of uh, why is this happening, honestly? Well, I am not prophetic enough to know yes, no, or the other, but I'm like, well, the God that I serve is in control of everything. And as we read in Job, he offers permission for Job to, to be tested. He gives Satan permission. So I don't think anything slips through his fingers by accident. This does not take God by surprise. He's not asleep. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's not a gold statue. He's alive. He's in heaven. And he, Psalm 115, 13 says he sits in the heavens and he does whatever pleases him. Pleasing meaning whatever will bring the most benefit to everyone. So I do believe that God is in control. I believe he cares deeply for us as a father does his children. And I'm leaning in really hard and I'm trying to listen between the lines and I'm trying to hear his whispers. And I want to just whisper to you today that this is an opportunity for you to grow in resilience, an opportunity to image for your children what resilience looks like because it is one of the tenets of a rich, meaningful life. It is a tenant of success, resilience. When you are a resilient person, you can bounce back from any difficult situation. And if you are a believer and a follower of the Christ, then you bounce back with a deeper knowledge of self and of God. You lean into it and you embrace it and you dig deep. And this is a time to dig deep. So that threefold cord of resilience training that we talked about is spiritual in nature. We have to put into practice immediately in pandemics, in crises. Simple daily practices where we collect strength, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, which leads to a heart of rest because a heart of rest is a heart at its best. We have to put into practice mental discipline daily, sometimes minute by minute, moment by moment, second by second choices. You know, as Frankel said in the, you know, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And we talk a lot about that here in the Speak Healing Word, Stronger Than Ever community. That space is where we make a decision. We choose how we're going to respond to the stimulus. So we want to make these daily choices that will change or transform emotion-driven behaviors. The key here will always be emotional regulation. And you can listen to um, some of our previous episodes that talk about emotions and how to have regulation in our emotions. Emotions are God-given. He gave us emotions. (laughs) Yet we're not to be ruled by our emotions. So yes, we might panic in the face of a crisis. Actually, we will. If something happens to one of my children, my my amygdala is going to fire up and I'm going to go into fight, flight, or freeze, or fawn. But I am hoping, as I teach in my next book, Stronger Every Day, that we will be able to flow into a new way of living, which is a way of being emotionally healthy and quick to emotionally regulate. Our emotional health and wellness has to be a high priority in our lives. If it isn't, you will know it. In times like these, you'll find out real fast if you have paid attention to your emotional health in the quiet times. We pay a lot of emotion, sorry, we pay a lot of attention to our physical health. We, We pay big money to 
our bodies to gyms, to healthcare practices, to private coaches. We pay a lot of money in an investment in our physical health, but what's more important is our mental health. And I think the world is just now awakening to this truth. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you be awakened and aware that your emotional health is and should be a high priority. And that's a good should. Especially as a woman, and I talked a little bit about that yesterday, we often, I can dare say, almost always, set the tone or the temperature of our homes. You know, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So as women, we need, and on the blog I'm putting out today, so be sure to subscribe. Go to JanelleRairdon.com, please, and subscribe so that you can receive in your inbox these powerful resources and inspiring stories and words on how to live your very best emotionally healthy life. So if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And boy, on Facebook, I am just seeing that everywhere. You know, schools have closed across the nation. People are being quarantined and, and families are being quarantined. And it's only day one or two and it's making people go crazy. And I get it. I get it. I homeschooled for almost 15 years. So I understand what it's like to stay home with children all day long. We want to consider this emotional health in our life. We want to consider the emotion communicators, okay? So words, gestures, postures, facial expressions, tones of voice. 60% of our communication is nonverbal, and that's a little on the low side, I think. 40% is verbal. We must remember that we do have control over our minds. We do not have control over our circumstances typically, but we this is what we can control. We can control our emotional our emotions, how we respond and react on a day-to-day basis, on a second-to-second -second basis. Yes. We when we find this truth that of that we can have control, we find strength. Emotional health comes from that emotional strength. We have to collect this strength like we would collect shells on the shore. So how can we strengthen our emotional health? I want to talk about one important aspect today, which is rest. So today we're talking about rest. I write all about this in a, in a whole chapter in Overcoming Hurtful Words, Rewrite Your Own Story. Rest comes from the Greek anapaio, and that means to recover or collect strength. And that, when I, when I really understood rest in that way, it changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. Instead of thinking, oh, I need a nap, I go, I need to collect strength in the reservoir of my soul because I'm going to need that strength somewhere in the next few days. Life is seldom lived from a state of homeostasis. We are always having obstacles and challenges placed in our way. I love how author Jerry Scazzaro says, if you don't take responsibility for living your God-given life, it will not get lived. There is no one else in the world like you. No one. One of the greatest ways you honor and glorify God is through embracing your unrepeatable life. We have to embrace and give space and place value on caring for our emotional health. Oh, just love that so much. So 
I want to talk today just a few minutes about rest and what rest look like looks like and I I can hear you saying right now like how do you expect me to get rest when my children are all home and around my feet my husband is home and everything is in chaos oh boy do I get it I just get it Whew. well one beautiful way is to consider rest this way okay and I've broken it down into four intentional practices because you know that's what we do here the only way that we can be remarkable and make a significant impact on our sphere of influences is to practice and put into practice these things so let's think of rest as an acronym R E S T so R is our relationship with God and that is developed on a consistent daily 24 hours seven days a week basis our relationship to God is not just on Sunday morning so I find it so perplexing and so I'm so fascinated that churches are having to close down the services which on one hand is really devastating to a community because the church is the hub the church is the place where we go to receive comfort encouragement community we cannot heal outside of community community is so essential but because we're being told by the CDC and the the top government officials that limit all gatherings to 10 or under 25 or under but limit gathering together and if you do then let there be a social distance of five feet three to five feet five being the best model so here we are in a in a time of life where we're socially connected through phones and computers and the World Wide Web in an unprecedented way that we're we're now developing sciences about interruption science and distraction disease and yet here comes this virus that is forcing a disconnection social distancing I'll be thinking through this for quite a while because I am a processor and I am leaning into this and I'm trying to hear God's whispers and trying to understand what our Father in Heaven is saying to us but I find it very interesting challenging and I'm digging deep as to now we cannot go and gather Quananea and receive our Quananea is our way of having fellowship we're having to now I'm watching it happen watch from online online digital virtual Bible studies virtual meetings virtual everything is happening over FaceTime or zoom or these platforms so what is what is that saying what what is that saying to us it's so perplexing yet I know that there's a message inside of all this somewhere so as we move from this in this pandemic right and we're being called 
to be quarantined and self-quarantine and are being called to be with our families, pretty much only our families, where do we find rest and how do we find rest in the chaos and in this new normal when schedules are changed, children's lives are being disrupted by new schedules and boy, it's mayhem and I understand that. So where do we find this relationship with God? Where do we find God in this? Well, I always say to welcome God in, just welcome him in, say, help us make, help us organize this new chaos, help us to make some kind of schedule, help, just help, help me God, help me as the mother, as the woman standing in the middle of my sphere of influence, help me be a heart lifter in this new way. So R is our relationship with God. How is that? Is it something that perhaps has depended on an organized system? Has it depended on, in maybe an unhealthy way, the church to feed the relationship, the, the gatherings, the sermons? Or are we able to nurture our relationship with God and his son Jesus on our own? Can I maintain my faith? Do I know how to have my own relationship with God without hearing an external voice speak to me? How is that working? Am I able to really have a relationship with God if it's just me and God? I think of David in the pasture. It was just him and God and a bunch of sheep. And he spent a lot of time there. The Old Testament didn't have a lot of, <laughs> I mean, they went once, twice, three, four times a year to the big festivals to have a community gathering. Their time with their God was in their families around their table. So what is God trying to say to us here? Let's lean in and really listen. So E is how is our relationship with ourself? So our emotional health. How is our communication skills? How are our communication skills? How are we doing in the area of our behavior patterns? Am I loving and, and having self-care for myself? Am I offering myself grace in this time of chaos that I'm not going to have it all together as a mom when my kids are suddenly going to be home, maybe now and for the rest of the school year? I mean, am I administering first and foremost compassion and self-love to myself and am I putting the oxygen mask on first? Yeah, how am I doing? So I'm just saying, how am I doing here? S, the simplification of my lifestyle. Is it centered around a heart of contentment, which is expressed through gratitude? So the S part of our REST acronym has been forced upon us. We are being forced. I call it an enforced rest. We are in, being enforced to simplify our lifestyle. I mean, we're walking into stores and seeing shelves completely empty. We are having to stock our pantries and be wise. And we're not eating out. I have saw so many Facebook posts on, I've cooked two nights in a row. This is amazing. I haven't cooked this much food in, in years. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is so interesting. 
And I get it. My husband, it's just me and Rob right now. So like I, we love to just go pick up a salad and bring it home. And we're not doing that. We're actually, I'm cooking a, like a lot more. <sighs> so rest, R, relationship with God, E, our emotional health. Am I taking care of myself first? Am I taking care of myself? Am I offering myself compassion? S, how is simplifying my lifestyle going to increase my contentment and maybe the, the emotional and spiritual health of my family? Is everybody a little bit more, I mean, initially everybody's going to be on edge. Of course, it's a different schedule. Everybody's home together. As I said yesterday, home is not a great place for a lot of people. Family is not a great place. There's a lot of elephants that need to be put out in the middle of the room. There's a lot of skeletons in the closet. Now's the time to get to know one another, to actually stop passing each other in the hallway, to stop running in the car to 5 million activities. Well, we're being forced to simplify our lifestyle. So how are we, go how are we going to do that? Maybe we'll talk again about that tomorrow. And then time. The T of our rest is time. We have been given, we're being forced and given time to actually cultivate a more peaceful tempo that is conducive to a healthier, emotionally, physically, and spiritually healthy lifestyle. I believe, my dear friends, that this is a time where we're being invited into a period to change our crazy lifestyles. Literally crazy, rushing and whizzing and worrying and really being invited to experience life in a new way. And I believe this way is a lot healthier than the way that we have been living it up to this point. So in the end, I combined these two words, rest and resilience, and created a new principle that I call restilience. And we're gonna talk more about restilience tomorrow but I just want to leave you with this challenge today that somewhere along today's path, collect some strength. Meditate and reflect on how am I doing when it comes to the rest in my soul? How am I doing with my life? Is my life so chaotic that I don't know how to rest? Well, I'm so glad you're here. I'll be talking more and more about this as we go through the week on Facebook Live and on my private Facebook group and on Instagram. So connect with me, please. We're blessed to have this way to talk over how to move and navigate these, this new normal, and I'm here for you. I've lived long enough to be able to call back to you and offer you some nuggets that I think will be able to help you navigate this new normal in such a better way. And that's why I'm here for you. 
So connect on JanelleRairdon.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Share this with your people. And so we can all talk about this new language that we're having to learn. Resilience, rest, restilience. We'll talk about that tomorrow right here on the podcast. Until then, I'll see you over on our private Facebook group and on Instagram. See you next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleRiordan.com. Thank you.